Hi, my gems. Welcome or welcome back to the Growing Gardenias podcast. This is your safe and affirming space for us to heal together, grow together, and normalize the hard mental health things we don't like to talk about. I'm your host, Niara. Thank you for tuning in with me and joining me on this journey. Hi, my loves. Happy Sunday. I hope you all had a beautiful week wherever you are tuning in from. I hope you feel at ease and peace right now. Today, I want to unpack shame. A question I find myself reflecting on a lot lately has been, why didn't I trust myself? I'm referring to the abuse that I experienced. I'm asking myself, why didn't I listen to myself? I knew better, so why didn't I do better? I did the exact opposite of what I was supposed to do, and these thoughts have been ruminating. And yes, I've been giving myself grace and I've been being gentle with myself, but I can't help but also be angry with myself and disappointed in myself for knowing better and not doing better. Upon further reflection, because y'all know I love to psychoanalyze myself, I realized that the feeling I'm experiencing along with sadness, anger, and confusion is also shame. Shame for my decisions, shame for still thinking of someone that harms me, shame that I'm still not okay, shame for compromising my needs to be with this person just because I couldn't be alone, shame for putting myself in this predicament, and I know, I know, gentle, grace, I know, Um, and I'm doing that, so I want to share my current journey with this in hopes that if this is something that you're also thinking about, you find some comfort in knowing that you're not the only one and you're not alone, And knowing how we can work through our feelings of shame and how I'm currently working through mine and what that looks like. So let's get into it. A general definition for shame is a feeling of disappointment and other negative feelings against self when you don't live up to the standards that you have for yourself. We blame ourselves. We dislike aspects of ourselves due to this shame. We feel embarrassed or humiliated and we internalize shame. Some other common signs of shame are low self-esteem, constant self-criticism, feelings of worthlessness, being angry or defensive, depression, anxiety, just to name a few. When we begin to internalize shame, that's when it becomes harmful to self. The first time I realized I felt ashamed about what happened to me was when I caught myself blaming myself for this experience that wasn't my fault. The fact that I had so many opportunities to walk away and I chose not to really upset me and made me feel like I was an idiot because why didn't I walk away when I had the chance? Why did I still care after stalking, harassment, threat to my life? Did I still want to give this person grace? Why? It didn't make sense. Why didn't I trust myself when my gut said, hey, this person isn't for you and you know that you're not safe here? You're not okay. Why didn't I listen? When you're experiencing shame, you're going to have shameful thoughts. Like when everything happened to me, once I got back home to my parents' house and I was physically safe, I literally got upstairs and I was sobbing. And I remember saying to myself, you're dumb. Like you are stupid. I definitely Definitely wasn't being gentle with myself like I should have been, but I told myself this could have been avoided had you just listened. You wouldn't have experienced this. You wouldn't be traumatized. This is your fault and now you want to cry. Definitely not my best moment because I was not being kind to myself at all. 
And that was in December, maybe about a month after the incident. And thankfully, where I was then is not where I am now because I was really, really mean to myself and I didn't deserve that. And then to add insult to injury, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone because I'm like, yes, this person harms me, but I still have love for them and I'm still thinking of them and I'm still hoping that they're okay, even after everything. So those thoughts really contributed to the shame that I felt because after all of that, how could I still want the best for this person yet be so angry with them at the same time? And I think that what I didn't realize was that the process and the motions I was going through were normal. These shameful thoughts I was having made sense. And for me, my shameful thoughts were I put myself in this situation. I didn't do enough to protect myself. I'm dumb for even letting this happen to me. How does this even happen? And all of those are false because I have no control over someone else's actions. I had no control of the situation. I didn't know that was going to happen. And even if I did or had an inkling, whatever, that's not on me. That's not my fault. But that's what I was telling myself. And if I were to unpack shame and figure out what's underneath that umbrella, we'd find sadness. Someone I trusted, someone I loved hurt me. And that hurts a lot. We'd find anger, shock, disappointment, confusion. How could this happen? How did this happen? How did we go from literally laughing and smiling on a birthday, celebrating a birthday, to a restraining order? It doesn't make sense. And my brain actually could not understand. And even now till this day, it's been some time now, I still don't understand And then going deeper, what did I internalize about this situation? What does this mean about me? What does this say about me and my decisions and my choices and who I allow to enter my space? If this is the type of person that I let in my space, what does that mean about me? And you all know that part of this podcast is really about the vulnerability and the transparency. I have been having a really hard time. I've really, really, really been struggling with these feelings, especially because we're approaching like five month mark since this incident happened. And I'll be honest, it has taken a toll on my mental health and I'm not doing great. And I can say that I have no problem saying that I'm just not okay. And I don't know when I'm going to be okay. And I'm doing my best. I really am. I'm doing my best. But this has an impact on you. When we experience a traumatic event or childhood trauma or an experience that significantly alters us and you feel shame, it will impact your sense of self. And some of the effects of feeling shame are depression. Of course you feel like shit. Of course you do. Like that's literally what shame does to you. Isolation. The shame can make you avoid and withdraw from others, even your loved ones. You may feel unworthy of intimacy and connection. And that's something that I feel like I've actually experienced. I'm definitely kind of doing that now. Like, I feel like I need to be isolated because I just don't know how to handle all of the emotions that I'm experiencing. And I know I'm not a burden and you are not a burden. However, I do think like this is heavy and I don't always want to put that on my friends. And I know that they can hold space for me. And if they can't hold space for me, they will let me know. But I'm also just feeling called to really like kind of navigate this in solitude with just me. But 
I am staying aware of not being too isolated where I'm not connected with my community because we don't heal in isolation only. Like, yes, in your healing journey, you will have moments of isolation. That's perfectly fine, but not entirely. Like you still need community. You still need connection. And I think that's a vital part of healing, too, is that, you know, you can't do it by yourself. So along with that, an effect of shame is emotional distress, anger, anger towards yourself and others. I'm still so, 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 so angry at that person and their actions, but mainly at myself, mainly at myself for not doing something when I notice red flags. I'm angry at myself for not walking away when my spirit told me to walk away. I ignored it. And I thought, well, if I can work on my issues and I can heal and I can do this, somebody else can too. I made an assumption because I like to see the good in people and it didn't work out that way. And now I'm angry. Um, But I'm also telling myself, yeah, you have every right to be angry. I'm pissed. I'm livid, actually. (laughs) Like, I'm livid. But we have to give ourselves space and time to emote. You also feel embarrassed. Embarrassment. How did this happen? How did I end up in this situation? How did this happen to me? Of all people, why did this happen to me? And then you get annoyed because you don't have answers. I don't have answers. I still don't have answers. I'm not going to get these answers either. That's the worst part. I'm not going to get these answers. And I have to give myself closure and I am. But it's annoying. You might feel self-loathing. I didn't feel this because I think I've gotten to a point where... I love myself too much to loathe myself, but I was definitely disappointed in myself. You're also going to feel sadness. You're going to feel so many things, so many things. And then another effect, harmful behaviors. When everything happened, I took to God. That's not what everyone does. Some harmful behaviors can be substance abuse, self-harm, engaging in risky behaviors because you're trying to avoid, you're trying to get your mind off of the incident that happened. I get it. Shame can also make you lose trust in yourself. And I definitely feel this. I get it. Like, this is my biggest thing because I've mentioned before, I am not sure that I trust myself to make good decisions about people anymore. Like people I decide to interact with or let in my space I don't know like that situation really made me question my judgment like girl are you sure this person should be in your life I don't know I didn't make a good decision the first time so now I don't know but in my solitude and in being in solitude I'm spending more time with myself I'm honoring my needs I'm validating myself in hopes of rebuilding that trust with myself slowly but surely it's so different when you lose trust in yourself because it's like, damn, what do I do? Like the person you should trust is at least is yourself. If you're not going to trust anyone else, you have to trust yourself. So feeling like I don't trust myself has been strange. Like I feel lost because I'm like, if I can't trust myself, who can I trust? And I do have people in my life that I can trust, obviously, but it's just like I have to get that back. And I'm I'm working on that. Shame also makes you lose trust in others because if this person who you spent time with, you loved on, they loved on you, you made plans with, if 
someone can do something that traumatizes you, that hurts you to the point where like you just don't even know what to do. What's to stop someone else from doing that? And then now you're like navigating the world with like your wall up and your guard up because you've been hurt. And that's not a good way to navigate life. Shame can also create a sense of hopelessness. And that's something that I've also found myself struggling with. And I recognize that I'm also at the very, very early stages of healing. Like I'm still kind of in shock and I'm still kind of just starting to process. And I have had some hopelessness like thoughts. Like I've thought, I am not sure I'm going to bounce back from this. I don't know if I'm going to bounce back from this. I do know I am because I have faith in God and myself. But I did have that thought like, what if I never do? Like, what if this is something that I don't get over? And that's scary. And all of these feelings are scary. There are so many negative effects of holding shame. So the question becomes, can we overcome this? Of course we can. Of course we can. Just disclaimer. But what does this look like? The most helpful thing for me starting to overcome my shame has been being honest about how I'm feeling, allowing myself to sit with my feelings, all of them, no matter what they are or how hard it feels. I give myself the space I need. You have to feel to heal. You have to feel it through. I think sometimes what happens is that we don't want to feel the bad feelings and that is understandable because it's a lot and it's heavy and it's hard to manage. We don't want to feel the anger. We don't want to feel the sadness. We don't want to feel the hurt. We don't want to feel any of that. But you have to. I found myself thinking about the situation because a memory on Instagram came up and it was a picture of me and the person. So obviously that was hard to see because so much has transpired. Last year on that day, I was at Korean barbecue having a blast. Presently on that day, I'm seeing a picture And the feelings and the fear and the anger and not knowing what was going to happen haunts me. But I also found myself reminiscing on the good moments when we were laughing and having a good time. The first thought that I had to myself was like, are you for real right now? Like, are you are you for real? Tighten up. How do you miss him? How do you miss someone that can do that to you? Be for real. And then I stopped. And this is what honoring my feelings looks like. I said, Niara, stop. You were with this person for almost a year. You let this person into your space. You let this person into your home. You let this person merge with your spirit. You love this person. You were planning a life with this person. Yes, they hurt you and you didn't expect that. But you are human and it's okay to think about the good times. Just because it didn't turn out well doesn't negate that there were good times. Does me having that reminiscing moment mean I'm going to open the door for communication? Absolutely not. But it does mean that I'm going to acknowledge for a moment I miss the good times and him and I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I'm human. And duh, I spent all this time with one person. Of course, I'm going to think about the good times and think about them and, and miss them. And that's okay. I didn't beat myself up about it. I wasn't too happy that I was feeling that way, but I let the feeling be there. 
And then you know what? It passed. And that was it. So give yourself the space, the safe, let me say that. Give yourself the safe space. So that means no beating yourself up, no calling yourself dumb, no, none of that. Give yourself the safe space without judgment to feel everything. You also have to challenge and reframe the negative thoughts that you are having. You have to put your hands up and fight yourself. I'm not going to lie. This is the most difficult for me because part of me still feels like it's my fault. And then I have those feelings. I really, really, really just have to drill it in my head that it's not. And I mean on repeat, it wasn't my fault. It was not my fault. It was not my fault because I don't believe that yet. I'm still working through that, but I really have to challenge myself. So for example, let's say my thought is I could have avoided this. I knew better. I saw the signs and I ignored them, which I have said to myself plenty of times, guilty. But like I said, working on it, work in progress, but I would challenge this thought by first, I'm going to acknowledge it, right? I hear you. And this is literally me. I talk to myself all the time. Like, I don't care where I'm at. If I have to talk to myself, I'm going to talk to myself. You should try it. But I'm talking to myself. I hear you, Niara. I can see why you would feel that way. And then number two is explore it. Where is that coming from? Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like this could have been avoided? Why are you being so hard on yourself? Why are you saying that you knew better? You saw the signs. You could have ignored them. What is that doing for you? How is that helpful to you? And I know that seems so simple, but when you really sit down and think about things and try to put things into perspective, you realize that a lot of things that you say to yourself are not kind and also untrue. Then step three, challenge it. What evidence do you have to prove that the statement that you are saying to yourself is true? Where's evidence? Hey, maybe you did see the signs, but do you control someone else's actions? No. Did you know that it was going to escalate? No. Did you know that you were going to be in a dangerous situation? No, you didn't know any of that. So challenge yourself. What evidence do you have to prove that what you're saying is correct? Because it's, it's really not. That's the gag. It's really not. But when you're in that mentality of shame and blaming yourself, of course you think it's true. And that's exactly why you have to really sit down and think logically about it and challenge yourself. Then last step, entertain another perspective. What did you learn? If you're ever in a situation like this again, what will you do differently? How will you use your discernment? Okay, maybe I shouldn't have ignored the signs, but now I'm aware and I'll listen to myself and trust my gut the first time and not let things play out and and give people the benefit of the doubt and blah, blah, blah. No, none of that. But the other perspective is that, okay, yeah, this shitty thing happened to me and it sucks. What am I taking from it? I'm taking something from it, not just trauma. I'm taking something else from it. What lesson am I learning? How can I apply that lesson somewhere else? You also want to practice self-compassion. You have to be gentle with yourself. You have to be. When you are feeling shame, it may be harder to be kind to yourself and to find loving words to yourself and to be loving. But that's when you have to be nicer when you don't want to be, when you don't think you deserve it, that's when you have to be nicer. Think about if you were talking to a loved one or a child. Would you say, you're stupid? You should have known better. No, 
You're not. You're going to treat them with kindness and you have to do the same for yourself. My whole healing journey with this specific situation has been practicing self-compassion because I'm so hard on myself. And the thing is, when you're having these feelings, you're not being compassionate with yourself, duh, obviously. But also the stuff you're saying is not even true, but you don't even realize that because of the state of mind that you're in. And that's the worst part is like, it's not even true. Like it's not even factual, but of course you're going to convince yourself to believe that it is. So no, that's dead. You have to practice self-compassion. You have to be kind with yourself. The situation already was unkind to you, whatever it was, or if it's like a childhood experience, whatever, or if you internalize shame from your parent, whatever, something already was unkind to you. That's why you're feeling this way in the first place. So the least you can do is be kind to you. You also have to practice forgiveness. Most likely, if you're feeling shame, you've already been through something difficult or traumatic or whatever. So the last thing you want to do is continue beating yourself up for how you, quote unquote, should have acted. You did what you felt you had to do in that moment to survive, period. Like, when I've been reflecting on the situation, I kind of was like, well, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I say that? Why was I just kind of frozen there? And I was angry with myself. But being angry with myself for my reaction to trauma is unfair. In the moment, my body and brain told me this is what you need to do to get out of this situation in one piece. Be calm. Don't provoke. Don't say anything. And so I've been challenging myself because I did what I had to do to survive. And I did survive. I need to practice forgiveness too. I'm working on that. And I, re- I actually am working on that. Like whenever I catch myself saying something that is not true, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. What you're going to do is you're going to be kind to yourself. What you're going to do is you are going to acknowledge that you did what you had to do to get out of that situation and you made it out. So stop being angry with yourself. And I'm also really, really, really practicing being gentle with myself because I'm very much a like when I'm going through something, I'm very much like, oh, my gosh, like how long is this going to take me to get over? Like, girl, be for real. This just happened. Come on. And what? There's no time limit on healing. We know that already. So also practicing being gentle with yourself and actually giving yourself grace. Like we say that all the time, but like actually give yourself grace, actually stop yourself in the moments and give yourself grace to feel and to have these thoughts and to have these emotions. Also, talk to a professional. Talk to a trauma therapist. I'm not in therapy right now, although I desperately need to be. So navigating this by myself has been even harder. And I do believe that if I was in therapy, it would not be as hard because I would be speaking to a professional. So my homework for myself that I've been doing already, I'm looking for free resources and I have identified one because I am realizing just because of how I feel, how necessary it is for me to process with a professional and not my friends because it's not the same. So if you can get a therapist and they can help you work through the shame, through the feelings of depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, the trauma, all that, do that for yourself. Lastly, 
Remind yourself over and over and over and over again that it is not your fault. It's not your fault. Your shame doesn't even come from you. Actively reminding that you aren't to blame for whatever experience that you've been through is necessary. Healing is possible for you. Healing is attainable. And you deserve to not be consumed with shame. You deserve that. Shame is painful. You deserve to heal. So like I said, if this is something that you are working on or if you struggle with feelings of shame and kind of the negative feelings that are associated with it, keep going, keep working on it. I am too. It's not going to be like this forever. Like we're getting through it. We're healing because we deserve healing. And we deserve peace. And we deserve to not be consumed with shame. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, I'm sending all of you so much love and light on your healing journeys. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please take a second to leave me a rate and a rate and review. I would really appreciate this and share this podcast with someone who you think needs it. I love you all. I'll talk to you next week. Gardenia blessings to each of you.